Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Edward Cheney, the founder and CEO of Canafil, a manufacturer of CBD-infused products for human and pet consumption. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods for alternatives and complements to conventional medical treatment. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. I'm your host, Ed Cheney, here with the lovely Kimberly Rose. Well, thank you, sir. Hello, everyone. Who is excited to contribute to today's subject? And I'll tell you why in just a bit. Mm, yeah. All right. Today's subject is CBD and arthritis. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone will experience a form of arthritis. Yeah. It is a natural degeneration of the components that make up your body's joints. Just living on this planet, you yeah. know, dealing with gravity is going to get you there sooner or later. So this is nothing anybody's avoiding. No. Okay, but there are things that contribute to enhancing or, or speeding it up. You know, activities, age, injury, genes, health—all these play a role. Mm-hmm. But you know, let's let's talk today about what we've learned. Uh, specifically, we'll talk about things that we've learned regarding CBD and its uses and roles in arthritis, both clinical as well as just consumers and what they're reporting on. Uh, And then we'll, you know, certainly we have to understand and have a conversation about arthritis because, you know, uh, the two of us, we have, you know, experience from ourselves, family members, people that come into the store, and we'd like to be able to share all that too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's it's uh and it seems to be a little more um prevalent in the winter. Yeah. That seems to be a really um you know, cold weather triggers those aches and pains that might not be there in the summer that you yeah. don't really feel um and I don't know what that has to do is it the barometric pressure? Is it just cold in general? I don't know why you feel stiffer. Yeah. And Well, I, so, and I did learn a little bit about that. And the winter does have a play on this because it increases immobility. Yeah. And when your body stiffens up and immobility and mobility is impaired, when you force it, you tend to then trigger an inflammation response. Okay. And then the inflammation response is what's causing the pain. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, in the wintertime, you will experience the symptoms of arthritis a little more than in the summertime. Okay. Yeah, yeah. A lot of my customers come in and go, oh yeah, it's it's pretty it's bad wintertime. right now. It's getting cold. Right. And I mean, luckily we're here in Arizona, so we're, you know, we don't really yeah. suffer, but I can just imagine... Two days of winter. That being <laughs> on the East Coast, it's got to be really, yeah. it's got to be right. a tough Much thing. Much longer, huh? Yeah. 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 Yeah, you didn't joke, you didn't laugh about two days of, of winter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have hey. seasons. We have seasons. We got two days. That was it. That, that was it. That was winter. <laughs> I know. This morning, I, I, all right, so here in Arizona this morning, I, I swear, I, yeah, I let the dogs out this morning. It couldn't have been less than, I don't know, 60 degrees? Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, high right. 60s? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I... Th- yeah, because I thought it was going to be really cold because it was raining. But yeah. I think all of the clouds obviously keep the little thermal blanket warm air because <laughs> it's really not as cold as you think it's going to be. Yeah. You know, right. us Arizona is. Oh my God, it's it's raining. It's going to be freezing. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, it's not. 
Well, one of the things uh, I thought was very interesting because I spoke with a physician uh, earlier this week and I said, listen, doctor, would you please describe to me arthritis uh, within two minutes uh, as if I had walked up to you and said, what the heck is wrong with my joints, doctor? And I asked him, so give me your two-minute response to a question like that. Yeah. And what he shared with me was very interesting uh, because all of us would have thought, you know, it's all about the cartilage and your joints. Yeah. And I was quite surprised to hear uh, arthritis is an outcome caused by degeneration of tendons and ligaments. And it's interesting, tendons are what connects muscle to bone. Ligaments are what connects bone to bone. Isn't that interesting? Never oh, knew that before. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't know that either. Now, I degeneration th- of the cartilage because of problems of those two yeah. uh, tendons and ligaments. That's where the pain, inflammation, and all the other problems uh, that we feel, the symptoms, mm-hmm. come from a lot of that uh, degeneration of the cartilage as a re- as a result. Okay. But, all right. Right. And you've discovered a ton. Uh, I just that's, that's really the one big share I have. What what can you share with us about arthritis that'll help us move into uh, what we then understand are some of the resources that we've learned about CBD and. Well, I think the, the most important thing that I've learned is the key word in arthritis is inflammation. Yeah. It, it's really, it really is all just inflammation, and that causes the pain. That that what's the, the inflammation is what sends you. You tell it better than I do the receptor mm-hmm. and the right. message and all that <laughs> stuff. Um, but that inflammation, if you can get that um, under control, not that your arthritis is going to go away. It's Agreed. not. Right. Um, but the pain. So. I think, honestly, it's just it's the pain from arthritis that is obviously the most debilitating. It's yeah. just it's unrelenting. It doesn't want to, it doesn't give up. Sometimes you are just like nothing is working. But I found with CBD that it takes care of that inflammation. Don't be jumping the gun. I know. Okay, so that's what I've learned. It's really, that's the key word. It's inflammation. Yeah. And And it's debilitating. I am picking up on that. Mm -hmm. I have watched people become very debilitated by this. Yeah, 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 right. The other thing that I've learned, um, which I can't believe this, uh, it's more common in women than men. I was very surprised when you first shared that one with me. Yeah, um, I I had no idea. I and if I f- reflect now on the amount of people that come into the store for arthritis, um, it is more women than men. But I thought that was just because women are, you know, predominantly the shopper of the family. Right, so yeah, they go right. and they get it and they bring it home. Or, but this might skew that a bit. Yeah. yeah. So even oste- so there's two, like the main arthritis are osteoarthritis and rheumatoid yeah. arthritis. And they're both different and the same, right? They okay. both attack the joints. But one is more, in, not environmental, it's more uh, stress-related. So 
athletes or if you had an injury or oh stress as in stress on, on the, the joints. joints yeah Very good. not and anxiety that, stress. yeah right Thank no you. no no I, I apologize um so you know you're your weight-bearing joints are probably the ones that are going to get osteoarthritis mm. more than, yeah. than not the other ones. So your legs, your knees, your back, yeah. you know, your hips, your, those all are, are your weight-bearing joints. And so that's really where osteoarthritis, and that's what I have. Um, rheumatoid arthritis, again, uh, more women than men get it. And it's hereditary. Yeah. Uh, so is osteo. They're saying it's also, it's not only you overstressing your joints, but it, it can also be hereditary. Okay. Um, and then I think the one thing that I've learned is that it, there's really no stopping it. I mean, you can slow it down. You can make it feel better and not hurt so much. But there's no cure for arthritis there it's just a, I, yep, a wearing down of that tissue in mm -hmm. between especially osteo um, the the rheumatoid arthritis actually attacks the joint it's your body your immune system attacking those cells and yep. those joints and creating um I, I guess it's inflammation that I see in most of my customers that come in with really big knuckles. Yeah. And that, it looks just extremely painful all around. Yeah, because, yeah, so what I've understood about that and, and your hand joints, there's very little space in here. Right. And so when inflammation takes over, uh, this joint becomes very immobile. Yes. And then that causes even more issues to arise. Right, right. So what I found also is with osteo, maybe you do work out and you stretch those things and mm. you get those oils in there and you, yeah. you know, but I don't know. With the rheumatoid, I, other than just trying to control that inflammation yeah. and keep that I mean, it, they're swollen. The whole yeah. it's yeah. it looks very painful. It does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So those are my two takeaways, really. I mean, there's a hundred different arthritises. I didn't even know that either. Yeah, I uh, read some of those that you had shared. There, and I don't think we want to go into them. No, there are they're they're all sad. Yeah, and I did have a customer come in the other day, and she's a much older lady, and she's way far down the rabbit hole, but she swears she had juvenile arthritis. Oh, and yeah. back then, the doctors didn't know what that was or, or you know, they were just like, we don't know what's wrong with you. You're, mm. you know, this is nonsense or whatever. I don't know if they said it was nonsense, but the way she said it, that's what they told her, that they didn't believe that this was a thing. And now it's it's a, it's definitely juvenile arthritis oh, yeah. no, is a thing. They seem to be confident about it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I, the thing that I really want to take away from this is that, wow, it's there's no cure. You yeah. just have to figure out a way that you can get through your day with it. Well, uh, what about the delay of the onset of of arthritis? Uh, now, I asked this question when you did your research on it, but it also reflect on our own 
experiences. Uh, and this will seem odd that I'm going to shift all the way over to this. But I mean, we have a golden retriever known to have these kind of issues. And we've been feeding this golden retriever CBD on a, on a daily basis for like the last two or three years with the anticipation of delaying the off the onset of you know, any hip problems caused by, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Well, for me, I mean, yes, I have taken uh, anti-inflammatories. Most, yeah. Uh, I've been prescribed those many times. I've been, uh, uh, as we all know, and we've heard throughout the show, I've, I was pretty heavily using Advil yeah. as my pain reliever. Um, and then that all just came to a really abrupt halt when I was informed by my doctor that no, 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 no that's more. really bad for you. Right. And um, so then I, t I had to find something else to do. I didn't want to take a prescription anymore. So that's when I went to CBD. Okay. And it's been, um, yeah, what, it's what? been what I need. It's okay. So the difference between you taking those over-the-counter and prescriptions to being completely off of them and CBD only Mm -hmm. You feel, yeah, a little bit more on what, what your experiences have been if you were to compare those two. Well, I can't, well, I, right now I couldn't even imagine I, not using my CBD every day because okay. I would be in pain. Okay. There would be pain. I know it is. I don't wait for my pain anymore. Yeah. Um, obviously, some days are worse than others, but CBD has been the answer for me. Um, I, I also think that I've got, I didn't wait for it to become yeah, really yeah. bad. You mean when you're using CBD? Right. Also the same with uh, pharmaceutical and over-the-counter? Yeah, yeah. I think okay. a lot of people... Um, what you would know, you do? What would I do? do? You, no, do, do you think you did the same thing there when you had the over-counter and pharmaceuticals? Did you use them before or you didn't wait until the pain hit? No, then I didn't realize oh, did. okay. that I could actually... like. I would just take them, well, I would take them every day because I was in pain. But before that, I would, I would wait until the pain got to me. Okay. So I guess what I've learned is don't, do, just make it part of your day. Yeah. Whatever it is that you if need to do. It. If yeah. you got it, yeah, it's deal not, with it. It's not, yeah. yeah, deal with that inflammation yeah. head on every day. Yeah, and I, I didn't mean to say deal with it. I mean more so manage it. Yeah. As opposed to reacting to it. Right. Yeah. Which right. is common for most of us is to react to it. Yeah. Oh, my God, it hurts. And then we do something about it. And you took a position and are now recommending that managing it uh, had better outcome. Right. Okay. Yeah, because I think, and these are the mistakes that my mother made, and she didn't know any better. Right. Right. Oh, it's common. Yeah. So she's also got a very... Uh, I got my arthritis from her. It's, yeah. it's osteo, and she's got a lot of degenerative going on in her lower back, and so much so that now she'll be having her second major rebuild of yeah. her back. Yeah. Um, but she didn't. She did the things that that you're not supposed to do, or she just didn't know. She gained weight. Yeah. She probably she stopped exercising. She did all of those things that, um, and she didn't deal with her inflammation just with pain meds. That's all she did. Yeah. And so it became to a place where she could no longer manage it, and it, and she had to go to surgery. 
I, I think a lot of people get to that place. Right. Yeah. Because they don't know or they don't, you know, because with osteo, you need to move those joints. You need to get them going. You need to keep them going. You need to work on your core. You need to work on all those muscles yeah. around that area that that arthritis has taken over. And if you don't, you're you're headed towards surgery. Yeah, I've heard uh, if you have already sustained degeneration in your cartilage, uh, then without looking at pharmaceutical, which by the way, I have a list and I'd be interested to share that with you yeah. uh, to get your feedback. Uh, but out, without the intervention of pharmaceuticals or over the counter, both fitness, uh, fitness can help in two different ways. Again, if you already have cartilage degeneration, uh, when you are active in a fitness role, two things happen. One is your body produces its natural oils that then fill that joint and create a barrier and a buffer. The second thing it does is a sustained program of fitness will build the micro muscles around that will support the ligaments and the uh, and the tendons, mm -hmm. which will then help support that joint from moving around so much, thereby decreasing inflammation, and then, you know, of course, that decreases pain. Uh, so, yeah, but if you've already gotten to that place of severity, it's really hard to, to go backwards and start any type of a fitness regimen because your mobility has been compromised. Oh, so yes, it's, no. It's a... It's a it's a rabbit hole. It's a deep, it's a pit once you've gotten there. It's, and it's, really it's hard definitely to get difficult. I think this last um, range when my mother went in and, and started, she has already had her back rebuilt once. Yeah. And um, she had a, a couple of other surgeries that kind of made, she had to wear a boot for a while. And so everything kind of got shift she was mm. unbalanced yeah. and that yeah. caused a lot of stress on her lower back in that whole area yeah. and so then when she went back to the doctor and said oh my god my you know my feet are better but now my <laughs> back is killing me um they this sound familiar yeah right <laughs> okay they sent her to physical therapy and um again she wasn't doing you know, after her first surgery, she probably should have done some core exercises and some, you know, just not heavy duty working out, just yeah. getting those muscles stronger. Yeah. And um, she didn't. So they sent her to physical therapy and she stopped within a week or two because she said it was just causing more pain. Yeah. So she was, she's already, yeah. right. Yeah. And so, and she's in that pit. Yes, yep. it, it, there's, yeah. yeah, she has to go into the surgery area. So that's what I really work on avoiding for my future. Yeah. And I watch you do it, and, yeah. and, and I, I applaud you for it because it, you don't see results for it. Not, not immediate. No. It, it's a, a long-term investment. It, it's a, it's a long-term play. It's not, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Not a, I'm going to do it for a couple of times and then it, it And then it's, out. everything's worked oh. out. No, and if I don't do it, like <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, I'm not yeah. going to work out for a while. I'm fine. Everything's great. And then I, I within a week or two, yeah. my back's like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's keep going on target here. Yeah. Uh, medications that we understand are currently being used for those who have arthritis. Now, these are 
prescribing and over-the-counter painkillers, mostly opioids. Now, this was directly from, uh, you, you know, clinical and uh, resources. I, I didn't just go out to Google. Uh, NSIDs, that's non-steroidal steroidal, <laughs> anti-inflammatory drugs. Yeah. Uh, these include Advil, Motrin. Uh, these are mostly over-the-counter. Yeah. Then you have DMARDs. Now, these type of prescriptions are normally for those who have rheumatoid arthritis. Mm -hmm. uh, they slow or stop the immune system from attacking its, uh, the joints. Yeah. Uh, so those are of the highest risk. Uh, then you have uh, prescribed anti-inflammatories like prednisone, uh, corticosteroids. I would need you know, the cortisone oh. shots. Uh, so those are your prescribed uh, medications. So that's kind of the grouping of medications. Do you recall any of these? Oh, yeah. Before you moved over? Well, obviously, we know I've done the Advil. Yeah. I've done the anti-inflammatories. I've had injections. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I do recall those. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. That's when my, my hip was really bad, and yep. that's where I would get those injections. I haven't had any in my lower back yet. Okay. Um, obviously, the rheumatoid, that medication you Demarch. really need to stay on because yeah. it, I mean, not that CBD won't help your immune system, but that they, they suggest that doing both is good for that, uh, but not to stop that medication because it okay. really does help reduce that we'll inflammation that in, in that. All right. So that's the list of medications. Now, where we're, where we're going with this is Kimberly is a wonderful but she has a, a wonderful opportunity to share because she is well into this. Oh, yeah. Right? All the way in. So she started with traditional pharmaceutical over-the-counter. And so I wanted to give you a, a basis to what she's already been through. So when she shares her experiences, you know, you can go, okay, they, they're kind of relevant. Yeah. Uh, okay, there's more. So if, if these things aren't working, then you go to the next set of solutions. Mm -hmm. which include physical therapy. Yep. Don't look at mom went through that. Mm -hmm. Then there is joint repair. I got to say, I was with you when you went to joint repair. Yes. Which literally meant, can I share this? Literally meant peel the joint apart, drill holes in both sides so that the stem cells can come out of your bones and the stem cells could possibly cause regeneration of your cartilage. Did it work? No. That was a horrific surgery, by the way. Yeah, no. To don't, get to the don't. inside of these joints so you could drill holes in there. If a doctor ever try, <laughs> talks, tries to talk you into that, it's called, what is it called again? There was Mic a name. Microfracture. Microfracture. Nice yes. job. Yes. Right. Um, I, uh, unfortunately, received my microfracture um, involuntarily, <laughs> I guess I'm going to yeah, say, because I point. was completely out uh, on the table having my uh, tendon repaired. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, that did not work. So I would yeah. say no to microfracture if anybody's suggesting well, well, that. Well, let's keep going. Mindful of the clock here. Uh, the next one is, so after joint repair, is joint replacement. Kimberly. <laughs> yes. yes, we have a joint replacement. I have and, had a joint replacement. And yes. then finally, there's joint fusion. 
Okay, so I just wanted to share with you that these are uh, a lot of the known practices for arthritis. Uh, we have reviewed all a lot of practitioners, and they absolutely embrace CBD, and not for all of these solutions, but as a solution that provides the following. Uh, and this comes directly from uh, the Arthritis Association. Uh, I'm sorry, the arthri arthritisfoundation.org is uh, CBD. No side effects. World Health Organization has already accepted this. Inflama inflammation reduction. Clinical research already confirmed it. Pain relief. Clinical research already confirmed it. Yeah. Increased mobility. Clinical studies already uh, confirmed this. So that's what the, con the clini clinicians in the arthritis area, this is what they were waiting on because this statement was pulled out of their, uh, uh, their posting in, in the middle of 2020, so just last year. So prior to that, they were just waiting for the clinical studies to come in and back whether they can make these statements. Yeah. And so much so that they literally released just recently their rules in describing information and prescribing information for CBD, for, for uh, arthritis. <laughs> okay. Which I thought was a nice full circle. Yeah. You know what? We don't know enough about it. And then finally, okay, we now see all the clinical studies. We're uh, accepting to this as an alternative to some of the other treatments that are out there to finally, all right, uh, medical community, here are your rules and prescribing information for CBD. Good. And they yeah. even have a piece in there for consumers too, since this is not a pharmaceutical uh, application yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's what I mean. It's it's what I chose. I it it's feels like it's the best for yeah. my body yeah. and my mind, honestly. Um, so, and if I just keep up with it and don't, you know, again, don't just use it when it. I think I need it. Um, it it seems to be working really well for me. Yeah. Uh, I, I've heard a lot of terms, and I really believe that it that CBD, it is what's now. Yeah. And so it's it's very forward facing. It's very holistic. The no side effects. Uh, we I, the reason they brought up no side effects as the number one reason is because when I go through this list, they're all problematic. Yes, yeah. they have solution. They're solution based. But wow, do they have consequences. Right. So, I would say those painkillers are probably going to be your number they, one on the top, yes. problem yep. because, uh, well, I can't really take painkillers. I'm just too, they, they make me very jittery yeah. and very, but the customers that come in that are on painkillers and have been on them for years and years, when I say let's try and wean you off of those and use this, I'm, a it's demon. a look of horror. Like, oh, that's yeah. never going to happen. Yeah. So, and that's fine as long as we can work on it. It's let's a global just, crisis. So. Right. Let's try it. But you know what was on second, uh, second on the list and worth uh, talking about is the NSAIDs. Uh, the Advils and the Motrin. Now, uh, none of us would go, well, that's, that doesn't make sense to me. But the reality, it was the general acceptance 
of these over-the-counter uh, medicines, the broad acceptance that led to the overconsumption of them by yeah. such a large percentage of the population might even be all of the population. I, uh, so, I'm definitely guilty of that. And there's consequences with them that, again, just nobody bothered to read that folded up piece of paper that's that was in there or peel off the label to see all the prescribing information. Nobody bothered to read that print that was, you know, extremely small and just long. Well, yeah. <laughs> and again, I've always been, again, one of those people that I, yeah. if you can buy it on the, on the shelf, it's, it's not yeah. going to hurt you, right? So what we would like to do then is next go into uh, tips for using CBD uh, and customer shares and our own experience with CBD. So, but we would like to take a break first. Yeah. So let's up the energy in this room. Yes. Get away from this gloomy uh, description of arthritis. <laughs> and we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Okay. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Live authentically, heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back are you finding your frequency it can be described as that space between failure and success it's the future of digital media it's finding your voice it's engaging topics content and ideas jeff and ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects it's about making the mistakes taking the chances summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. Hey, welcome back, listeners. We are talking about CBD and arthritis today. Yeah. Okay, we're on, we, we had the gloomy section already. Uh, now we're going to upbeat this thing. And let's talk about how, how we can 
like work with some of the symptoms, get some relief, and maybe even delay the onset. Okay? Now, yeah. Yeah, that's Let's, really all you can do. This is CBD Echo. Let's go CBD first. Oh, by the way, Ed's abbreviation for education. CBD education show. Yes. Anyway. And wait, one more second. We're number four. We're <laughs> number four in CBD podcast. Yay. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> yeah, that is all. Yeah, that's, that's uh, credit goes to you guys. Yes. So, CB2. For those of you who have been listening, they are receptors that are located throughout your body. You have CB1 receptors and CB2 receptors. The CB2 receptors are mainly there to respond to pain and inflammation. Mm -hmm. It is that reason that CBD has become a valuable treatment for arthritis is because they unlock the capabilities of your CB2 receptors. And CBD goes right to that CB2 receptor? attracted to it, and their shape and size are designed to perfectly fit onto that CB2 molecule. And when that connection is made, the CB2 molecule can then do its next thing, which is whatever the cell tells it it needs. Oh, okay. That might be an increase or a decrease in some neurotransmitter that causes pain signaling, uh, inflammation response, immune response. Those, that's kind of the broad look at this. Okay. All right. Now, the cool thing about CBD, it's, it's, a, it's, um, it's a phytocannabinoid. It has no real risks involved. Mm-hmm. It's very homeopathic. Uh, and not only are, is it going to trigger these solutions needed to help with arthritis, but it also brings your body to a state of homeostasis so other things are being handled better as well. So there's this broad acceptance of CBD because of those reasons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So what, so, so let's just, we'll start here. So CBD has been known to reduce pain caused by arthritis, reduce inflammation triggered by the presence of arthritis Right. as soon as you move. As soon as you move, if you've got an issue there, boom, arthri- uh, uh, the, the friction, the, the, the problem caused from that moving something that has been, there, there's some degeneration there. Mm-hmm. That is what triggers the inflammation. And then when that site inflames, more immobility problems will be caused. So the last thing is it does aid in mobility. So if you have, if you've gotten way deep into that pit of arthritis, you have to gently get out of it. You can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't jump out. Yeah. You got to slowly get out because you need to get mobility back. And that is a slow process. Mm-hmm. It's a slow process of managing inflammation and getting a little mobility as inflammation allows it, but you can't go past that place. So if you go past where you're trying to force mobility and you have more pain, you will then get a response of more inflammation. Right. So you really have to balance this, and CBD has shown to be very effective at this. Right. Okay, it will help to decrease that inflammation, give you a little more range of mobility, allowing you to 
come out of this a little bit quicker, but we're still talking a three-month window. We're not talking about anything short. It's, it's a month just to get mobility back. Then it's a slow process to get muscle structure back uh, to where it can contain those joints a little bit better. So that's kind of the general thought behind CBD being used for those with arthritis. So first and, first and foremost is, crap, my joints hurt. Damn, let's put some CBD on there and at least stop the pain. Yeah. Pam, you have a lot of experience with this. I, I mean, I, we all have heard that before I get up and do my morning routine, yeah. I put CBD on my lower back. I take a topical. I rub it in there for a minute. Okay. And, and for what two reasons? What are the two outcomes you get? Oh, well, it, it allows me to get through my workout, which is <laughs> fabulous because yeah. in the morning is when I have to work out just from my schedule. And I'm super stiff in yeah. the morning. And yeah. my back is like, yeah, we're not, no, we're yeah. not going it. But what? Yeah. I go in, I do put my CBD on. I said, yes, we are. We're going to go stretch out. We're going to do our workout. And... I will also do a little tincture, not a lot, but uh, enough to get yeah. me again through my workout. And it really does work. It really gives me that added uh, relief yeah. from the pain. And it allows me to work out longer. It allows me to maybe stretch out yeah. more. It just gets in there and right. it, it works. So, and that's real. Mm -hmm. What happens when you are asleep is those joints find themselves in the wrong spot for yeah. delayed amounts of time or extended amounts of time, and they become inflamed. And when you wake up in the morning, right. that's, yeah, that's a sound effect for you, right? Yeah. <laughs> those joints, those areas are all inflamed. So, of course, it's very difficult to go right into mobility. Very difficult to consider, wow, how am I going to do a workout this morning? Yeah. So you treated two things. You went in there and stopped inflammation at the same time managed some pain. So mobility was able to return. And then from that place, you were able to work on your core, create lubricants inside of your joints so you're not creating more problems during your workout. Mm -hmm. It really wasn't effective because I've seen you do it time and time and time again. Yeah. Now, that is a great share, uh, and I know it's an honest one. Mm -hmm. um, and it didn't, I mean, it didn't solve anything right away. So I think that's what most of my CBD customers are like, well, wait a minute, am I gonna feel relief right away? It's not an opiate. It's not it's, a cortisol shot either. No, no, <laughs> and honestly, those cortisol shots, they're great in the beginning, right. and then they don't work. Yeah, they're immediate, and yeah. They, yeah, and that's all. Yeah, they, they no. Plus their side effects. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, uh, you know, it took me, it took me a good, sol I would say a good solid month where okay. I was like, before I went, wow, you know what? I think this is really working. Like I only did my topical today. I didn't, I didn't even need to tincture Yeah. until maybe later on in the day or maybe not at all. Maybe I just did it at night that night. So mm. it, 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 it takes a while. So be patient. It's yeah. not an overnight sensation. And this is probably why we can have a conversation that this could be a little preventative. Mm -hmm. You're not going to prevent arthritis because that is unreasonable. 
but preventing the onset of it is very reasonable. I think I have less because maybe I may not have the gene, but I've also always kept my core activity uh, at a high level. So I've always got a lot of muscles around my, uh, my joints and I probably uh, maybe even have had impact on my uh, tendons. Maybe not my ligaments, but my tendons. Yeah. So the fact that I use CBD on a daily basis helps, I believe, keep that inflammation at bay. Yes. And allows me to generate my own oils inside of those joints through mobility and exercise. Allows me to, right? So I, I, that's where I come from when I believe that CBD is preventative or yeah. can delay the onset. I also uh, wanted to talk about re, uh, uh, the people that we know who have used CBD. Uh, mostly, uh, a lot of these people would be someone, uh, people in your sh- in your store that come in. I have a family member that is probably on maybe the third or the fourth round of uh, solutions past pharmaceutical um, fusion, joint fusion, and. The pain that he describes to me is just through the roof and does not want to be on the opioids. Uh, there's so many other problems with that, but right. wow, what, what a world you have to live in to give one, that one up and suffer through the pain because you don't want the side effects of an opioid. And man, the amount of CBD he tells me he has to take in order to even come close to being able to justify you know, living on this planet. <laughs> well, that's that's where my mother is. I mean, yeah. she. Do, I mean, I have given her CBD. Obviously, she takes it every day, um, but her milligrams are extremely high. Yeah. And right now, uh, to get her to a place, she's scheduled for surgery at the end of the month. Yeah. Hopefully, it'll happen. We don't know with COVID. Um, she has to take a, a something for sleep. That is not CBD. Okay. She she needs a little extra help right now because I'll just say it, knock your ass out. She's gone. Yeah, yeah. she's gone. Okay, it, it's gotten to that level. Yeah. and when it gets there, <clears throat> I mean, of course, take do whatever you have to do yeah. to feel better. And if you've not gotten that far, and CBD is not enough to get you to sleep, consider adding THC to the mix. Yes. Okay, THC to the mix will push past that last barrier but keep in mind your body will become resistant to thc so after about three or four months you'll need to wean for three weeks you just the thc part that can be challenging just wanted to share that piece but again so if you don't if you don't want to move directly from cbd to a pharmaceutical consider adding thc to the profile at nighttime and maybe an even split of cbd and thc you'll overcome that last that last stretch. Yeah. You know, there's just too much pain for CBD to handle. Uh, and if you had the, yeah, okay. All right, clear enough. But keep in mind, don't forget THC. Is your your molecules become resistant to it. So every three or four months, you have to wean back and then go back at it again. Usually it takes about three weeks. Right. I wish I could have talked my mother into the THC side of it. Yeah. I could not. Yeah. It, she was not let, let's, open. Let's talk through that just for a second. Uh, uh, Kim, you, you did some specific, you did some stats on this. There is over 50 million Americans right now dealing yeah. with 
arthritis. arthritis. So mm -hmm. I went, okay, what does that number mean? Well, that number means there are a little over 300,000 uh, Americans in the United States. Uh, that, that's our current population stat. 300 million. 300 million. So, wow, that's a pretty big number. And a that's, lot of those, I did, I did some research, yeah. a lot of those, 34% of those are over the age of 60. Right. People over the age of 60 are less open to the idea of cannabis. Yes. Because of the generation they grew up in, the amount of rhetoric that was given to cannabis is hard hard to not hear anymore. Right. Even uh, though she's already taking it, she's taking our full spectrum. It's still nervous about the THC. 2,500, yeah. <laughs> which, you know, has a not, I mean, obviously it's not anything like yeah. a THC product, but still it's in there. Um, and I, listen, I can't blame her. She doesn't want to go and get a medical marijuana card. She, she doesn't want to deal with all of that. She doesn't really truly understand. She, she honestly says, what if I get dizzy? Like, I can't fall. Right, so she's right. afraid that's real. of those types of things, real. and those are very real. Yeah. So, Yeah, no, it's, it's legit. It's legit. But I thought I would share some of those numbers. Uh, I didn't, I, those out there who are, you know, concerned about cannabis and THC, you're not alone. There's a, there's a lot out there. Yeah. But I can tell you it's shifting away. Yeah. The plant is a natural plant. I'm pretty sure THC was designed so that animals wouldn't eat it. Right. Like, wow, last time I ate this plant, I fell asleep. <laughs> and then I got eaten by a tiger. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that whole visual was good, just way too much. But I had a good time with all my friends before. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. So uh, yes, um, a lot of my uh, older customers are are they they're I, I don't want to do anything with THC in it. And again, we can't blame them. They've been like beaten into the ground for years and years that this was a terrible thing. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. Let's go more more fun stuff here. All right. When you if you do want to consider CBD as a form of helping you with your arthritis, here are some things you would be you would benefit by knowing. Consider bioavailability. A lot of people do not know this and we are always there to educate on this. Bioavailability means the amount of CBD actually gets into your system from whatever product you're using. Mm -hmm. Use a product that says, oh, we've got 50 milligrams of CBD in it. But if it has low viability, low bioavailability, you may only get three milligrams actually into your body. Mm -hmm. That's all that means. That's bioavailability. Yeah. There are there is a current under there's a current acceptance of of bioavailability in its order. The highest right now of bioavailability, which sets at about I don't know anywhere from forty to sixty percent, that actually gets into your body to the to the CBD or the CB receptors where it needs to be. Yeah, is vaporization. Okay, going into your lungs seems to have the most bioavailability. Yeah. Second, the sublingual glands under your tongue. Mm -hmm. And then the last is your digestive. Now, when I did some homework on to see what the current stats are, listen, digestive is really low, like 6 to 15%. 
Yeah. And plus you got to wait, but that may not be an issue for most. But keep that in mind. Everybody's like, oh, I'm still a little scared, so I just want... A capsule. Yeah, or something. That's, now, capsules can be easy or gummy or something, but keep in mind your expectations need to be in line with that decision. Mm-hmm. Least bioavailability. Good? All right. There are forms in which you need to consider. There's tincture oils commonly used with your sublingual glands under the tongue. There are topicals, duh, commonly put on your skin. Right. And then there are edibles that are commonly uh, put in uh, your, your digestive system. And then on the side, there are sprays that go up the nose. So they're designed to be a little bit of vaporization, uh-huh. as well as absorption through the glands. Right. What else? I, th- I think those are the big major groups. Yes. Yes. Right. I mean, there's, I mean, we know there's suppositories and we know oh, there's, yeah. so there, there's, there's other ways. Yeah, but. there are other ways. And I think also under vaporization, uh, there are two different forms. There is vaporizing, but there's also a rise in combusting. Combusting, so people actually flour. smoking flour right. to get the benefits. Mm-hmm. All right, so a little bit about each one of those, if we could. Tincture oils. Do you have an example there for oh. our our audience that is live? I so do. a tincture oil. Uh, generally, the oil is what the CBD molecule binds to. Uh, it usually comes in. Uh, a 30 mil bottle is a very common one ounce bottle. Usually has a one milliliter dropper in it. That's very, very common. It's a very common setup. So a 30 milliliter bottle and a one milliliter dropper in it. So if you used a full dropper, you had 30 doses. Right. All right. A lot of people need to understand that there's math about this. So if you take what they say, the full amount of CBD in the entire bottle, let's say it's a thousand milligrams is what it says on the front of the bottle. Well, if you divide a thousand by 30, meaning there's 30 doses in there, that will tell you how much CBD you have per dose. Right. This, for instance, it would be 33 milligrams of CBD per dose. Well, okay. actually, this is a 1,500. Oh, it's a 1,500 <laughs> you have in your head. All right. Anyway. Yes. So there's there's your math. So you can do that. Now, things about a tincture oil is you put the amount that you want in your dropper, and then you put put that, you squeeze it or dispense it underneath your tongue. Yes. Uh, a live I'm audience. Uh, <laughs> uh. He wants me to Anyway. And once it's there, you want to hold it for 60 seconds because you want that CBD to get absorbed by those glands. If it goes through your digestive system, we've already talked about that, that then slows or reduces the bioavailability. Yeah. So, and 60 seconds is long enough. Hey, guys out there who are impatient, you look at your watch the first time to really know what 60 seconds feels like. Mm-hmm. First time I did it, I, I thought 20 seconds was 60. Yeah. Um, and you usually want to take this morning and night. Okay, yes. you take a morning dose, it gets it into the body and does all this thing, and then you take a night dose, and trust me, it is the best. The night dose will also help you with sleep. Help you with sleep, and, yep. and uh, CBD stays in your body about six to eight hours. Right. Yeah. All right, let's move over to, let's move over to uh, topicals. Kim, oh. would you like to pull out a topical? Sure. The thing with a topical are there are two forms, lotions and creams. 
If you are looking for pain relief,、uh-huh. you need to go to a cream. There are a couple of reasons why. First off, is is the ability to put maximum amount of CBD in a very small amount.、Mm-hmm. Okay, when you're dealing with pain, you need that. Two, creams usually have you can put tools in there that will penetrate the dermal barrier because a lot of your Pain receptors are just below that layer, so you need to get the product down there.、Mm-hmm. Okay, if you get normal product on your skin, it will normally hit the inflammation receptors pretty quick, but the pain ones are a little bit deeper. So keep this in mind as I as I talk through this. So we have a pain salve. Usually, it's a little little thicker.、Mm-hmm. Uh, it is designed, especially in the winter time, you want to apply it. And rub it in for again a minimum of sixty seconds. This aids in it penetrating deep enough. Yeah. Okay. The heat、uh, is a big component of that. So when you're rubbing, one of the achievements is to create that fix that friction energy. Yeah. That translates to heat and allows it to get into your skin a little bit quicker.、Mm-hmm. Okay. And deeper. Yeah, I love the pain salve. It's like my best friend. Yep. I use it. All right, let's keep going. We're running short on time. Edibles. Edibles are easy. I'm not saying not use them. Just have your expectations in line that it is, you know, a reduced bioavailability. Yeah. It is a great way of maintaining your endocannabinoid system system's state of homeostasis because it's totally easy. Right, every day, pop a couple of those out in your mouth and go on about your day. So this could be looked at as a maintenance program, a preventative program. Your mobility, your you're moving around now. Let's just keep your response to inflammation in check. Which, by the way, is the job of your ECS system, and CBD fuels that, fuel, allows that to happen. So if you see. Uh, an edible, and it says 10 milligrams of CBD in it. And your goal is you want 60 milligrams a day because you're trying to manage inflammation. You're of that age. You're 50 years old now. You're trying to keep the onset of inflammation causing uh, the, uh, uh, arthritis.、Mm-hmm. So if you want 60 milligrams, consider how many of those you're going to have to eat. Yeah. No. I- All right. It's not,、okay. uh, and、uh, I, I don't prefer gummies just because, you know, they've got the sugar, they've got、right. a lot of other things.、Right. But anyway, it's fine. Yeah. So, so in wrapping up,、uh, these different forms can all be useful if you are early in age and you don't really have any issues with. Arthritis. You know, you are in your thirties and you're doing just fine. Even in your forties, you're going to do fine. But preventative is not a bad idea. Keeping your homeostasis has more values than just managing your inflammation.、Yes. So it can be something super easy. So、uh, on a daily basis, remember, very well accepted by humans. So,、mm-hmm. so CBD is very well accepted by humans. So. Consider that we started giving it to our, you know, our friends and families, and even our dogs early on as a preventative. Yes.、Uh, so and no issues there.、Um, so tincture oils, topicals, edibles, the vaporization. A lot of people use vaporization. Are are, are considering that most of our clients will consider those、uh, when they have anxiety issues because it's so fast. It's very quick, and it it、yeah. really does relieve that that panic、okay. attack. Yeah. All right. 
Listeners, we're going to wrap this show up today. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope we were helpful and feel free to reach out to us if you have any more questions regarding CBD as a treatment for or aiding in uh, any issues you're having with arthritis. So this is Ed and Kimberly wrapping it up for today. And we are both wishing everyone a canterific day. Yes. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Edward Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be here soon.